재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Bringing you stimulating discussions on current affairs Discover the best of news and current affairs Primetime on TBS EFM 이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이이
Apex supporters and bereaved family members to feel that that is indeed the case, though, right? Correct. Correct, yes. Now, if we go back in uh, modern South Korean history, there were similar incidents uh, uh, back in 1996 and uh, 2005, respectively, where there were two protesters killed by law enforcement officers only to have the uh, police conduct an autopsy and then subsequently attribute the cause of death to either illness or natural causes. Uh, We already had the statement uh, that was controversial from uh, the attending physician of Peck who was saying that he believed that uh, his death wasn't attributable to the injury suffered from the water canyon. Uh, Are we seeing a pattern here? I mean, is it possible uh, that uh, this is the sort of modus operandi that the government or the authorities are going to try to do in Peck's case as well? Well, uh, from an international uh, point of view, um, an autopsy can be useful or not useful for an investigation in Peck's case. So um, it is hard to dismiss whether an autopsy should be required or not. We are quite aware of the controversy regarding the uh, autopsy in South Korea, though. So, um, well, because I'm not a medical professional, I cannot really comment on whether an autopsy should be recommended in this case or not. But Regardless of the method used, we want the investigation to be fair and impartial and not any steps of the investigation being used as a a tool to dismiss uh, the truth. And based on what we have now, where no one single police officer has been made responsible for the injury, I think it is very important that we promptly begin a fair investigation into the case. That's a very interesting point that you've uh, raised here is that the idea of an autopsy, and this is, of course, with your international perspective on this, Dr. Fang, uh, all over the world and in, in East Asia, whether it's countries like Japan or Taiwan or, or Singapore, the idea of having an autopsy in and of itself isn't necessarily controversial in other countries, but it is this history here in South Korea that you do also recognize that it could be deemed controversial uh, among the the protesters as well as uh, Peck's family? Well, that was the information I was given on the day when uh, Peng Namgi passed away. That was uh, the sort of uh, argument regarding whether an autopsy, autopsy should take place or not. And we actually had our discussion within our regional office together with our uh, legal experts. And we have been basically over the last few months uh, pushing for an uh, impartial and thorough investigation. And given the, the fact that we have that call, we thought we shouldn't be the ones saying that um, an autopsy is not required because in many cases, the investigation into such a death, at least in other countries, would require an autopsy. All right. Very interesting point indeed. Uh, as far as uh, legal recourse for Peng Namgi, uh, what do we know that uh, their options are? I understand the international law uh, perspective on this uh, would be uh, possibly different from what we have here in the Korean uh, legal system. But as far as Peck's uh, family is concerned, uh, what, what options do they have right now as you see it? Internationally, I think it is uh, important to uh, make use of uh, mechanisms at the United Nations. And so far, I think uh, the Special Rapporteur on uh, the Rights to Freedom of Assembly and on uh, the Freedom of Association has visited South Korea. And he 
has already made a statement in response to uh, Peck's case. So I think um, it is important to continue to um, follow up with him on this issue. But further to that, uh, there is also the uh, Universal Periodic Review of South Korea next year. This is basically a peer review among uh, countries on each country's human rights records, and this will be another chance to uh, raise the issue of um, uh, Peng Nambi's death and the um, excessive use of force of the police on protests. So um, I think it is important that uh, civil society groups take opportunity of this um, review to make submissions to the UN and then uh, have different countries make recommendations to South Korea and exert some pressure in order for this um, investigation to take place and also for the police to end using such excessive force on uh, protests. Right, and speaking of that, uh, as I briefly mentioned, Amnesty International, your organization, as well as uh, other activists, including uh, lawyers for a democratic society, uh, you did hold that press conference at Seoul National University Hospital calling for more accountability. Can you just, uh, uh, from what you know uh, about that uh, uh, press conference, uh, what exactly uh, went on and, and really the, uh, the, the stance that you, you are taking right now? Well, we are um, actually quite simple. Uh, We want a prompt, impartial, independent, and thorough investigation, yes. And that is most important in in terms of, like, um, putting to to justice, um, including any official... Any, any police police officers that may be responsible, and that includes officers that are up the uh, chain of command. You mentioned how, um, whether it's under the auspices of the United Nations or uh, other international bodies who are viewing this, uh, that uh, Korea does have to be mindful of uh, these annual reports that do uh, come out assessing uh, the uh, the human rights, the, uh, the democratic integrity of uh, the country and how it stands. Um, we've seen sort of uh, a... I wouldn't say evolution, but sort of a, a development of uh, changes along the past two administrations, uh, starting with the uh, mm-hmm. Lee Myung-bak administration, now uh, through the current uh, Park Geun-hye administration. Just, I, I suppose, uh, overall, and just uh, putting aside the uh, controversy over Peng Nam-gi's death, uh, do you believe that um, crackdowns on freedom of assembly, maybe even uh, violence uh, by uh, security officials like the police, those conditions have worsened under this current government? Well, we have been noticing that in our own annual reports as well. We basically see a regressive trend in various areas of uh, human rights under the Park Geun-hye administration, and the right to the freedom of assembly is one of them. Uh, not only in the People's Rally last November, but also during the anniversary of the Sewol incident in 2015, we saw the police using excessive force on the protesters. And not only is the police using force on protesters, we also saw that the government is using other ways to curb the right to uh, freedom of assembly. And this, for example, included the Gangjong uh, protests in Jeju Island, uh, which in which uh, the local people were protesting against the construction of a Navy Navy base. Uh, We understand that the Navy is asking for a huge sum of compensation from the protesters. And this was also supposed to uh, serve the purpose of stopping others um, stage such protests. So I think the government is using multiple ways to limit the uh, right to freedom of assembly. All right. And just before we let you go, any uh, uh, further public uh, steps or events planned by uh, AI on this specific issue, on the Peng Nam-gi issue? 
I think the uh, Korean section uh, in Seoul, they will continue to be active in many ways. And um, I think uh, it is important to keep watching uh, what will, they will be uh, doing in this sense. All right, fair enough. We're going to leave it there. Uh, Dr. Fang, thank you so much for joining us. Thank really you. appreciate it. That was Dr. Arnold Fang, East Asia researcher from Amnesty International.